You're listening to The Daily Detail, a roundup of the most important news from the state of Alabama and across the United States. I'm Andrea Tice. President Joe Biden did sign the infrastructure bill that spends $1.2 trillion. The state of Alabama will get about $1.25 billion allocated to it to complete the Appalachian Development Highway System. Alabama Congressman Gary Palmer was able to secure the provision for this project in the infrastructure bill, even though Palmer did not vote in favor of the legislation, with other Alabama Republican House members voting against the bill as well. Part of the money will go to the construction of a northern belt line around Birmingham that connects all the highways coming into the city. Palmer says completion of this project will have a massive positive impact on the economy in that area. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville is back from an overseas trip to Southeast Asia. Tuberville traveled with other Republican senators to the Philippines, Taiwan, and India. The goal of the trip, according to the senator, was to continue developing security cooperation with allies in that region. The senator says that partners in the Indo-Pacific area are still thriving despite the daily threats coming at them from Communist China's government. Tuberville also says that he is extremely proud of the U.S. military personnel who are working in the Southeast Asia area to keep trade flowing and freedom spreading. An auto supplier in East Alabama is expanding its facility. Shinwa Auto USA Corporation is located in Auburn. The company will expand its high-pressure aluminum die-casting operations. The company will invest an additional $70 million over the next two years in this project. The expansion will bring 48 more jobs to the area. Xinhua manufactures parts for Hyundai and Kia vehicles. Today, the residents of St. Clair County will be holding countywide voting on whether to increase property taxes. The ability to hold this type of vote comes after an amendment was passed for that county only in the 2020 election. That amendment allowed for county leadership to establish school districts and then hold local referendums on school funding for those districts. That amendment passed St. Clair County narrowly by 550 votes. County School Superintendent Mike Howard tells 1819 News that today each community will decide if they want to increase property taxes in their particular school district in order to build, renovate, and expand schools. Not all school districts within the county will participate in voting today because they have the power to independently do so at a later time. The new Orion Amphitheater in Huntsville announces its opening days will start off with some big-time musical acts this coming 2022. There will be a three-day lineup in May for some blues, rock, gospel, and Americana music. That includes Jason Isbell, St. Paul and the Broken Bones, Brittany Howard, and the Drive-By Truckers. The new amphitheater seats 8,000. Tickets are going on sale for the event this coming Friday at the OrionHuntsville.com. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, today a judicial panel will hold a multi-district litigation lottery to determine which federal appeals court will adjudicate regarding the federal vaccine mandate issue. This move comes just after the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals out of New Orleans placed a temporary halt on implementation of the vaccine mandate within companies of over 100 employees. Then this past weekend, the Fifth Circuit Court reinforced their ruling after deliberating on the issue, saying the mandate is unconstitutional and a burden to the liberties of those who are reluctant to take the vaccine. Other states have banded together to launch similar lawsuits against the vaccine mandate. 
Ultimately, the issue will have to be resolved in the U.S. Supreme Court. Closing arguments were made on Monday in the Kyle Rittenhouse murder case. The prosecuting attorney, Thomas Binger, raised eyebrows in the Kenosha courtroom when he put an AR-15 to his shoulder, aimed it into the crowd, and had his finger on the trigger. Pictures of Binger doing so quickly started to circulate on social media with gun experts saying that the attorney violated multiple rules of handling a firearm when he conducted his demonstration, namely to always treat a gun as a loaded weapon and never aim it at anything you don't intend to shoot. Also on Monday, the judge in this case, Bruce Schroeder, dismissed another count against 18-year-old Rittenhouse. That count has to do with possession of a dangerous weapon by a minor, Schroeder dismissed the charges against the teen that were based on the length of the gun's barrel. State law in Wisconsin prohibits a minor from using a short-barreled rifle or shotgun. Rittenhouse was using an AR-15. The National Guard in Oklahoma is pushing back at vaccine mandates for military personnel. The Adjutant General Thomas Mancino made the announcement after he was promoted just last week by Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt. Before this promotion, the governor wrote to the Secretary of Defense asking for an exemption for the Oklahoma National Guardsmen from the vaccine mandate. Shortly in office, Mancino said his guardsmen would not be getting the injection if they do not want it. Mancino cited Title 32 of the U.S. Legal Code for his decision. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby says the federal government is aware of this latest move in Oklahoma and will respond, quote, appropriately, end quote. A former White House senior advisor to Donald Trump is now promising a misdemeanor from hell to Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi. Stephen Bannon arrived at a federal courthouse in Washington, D.C. on Monday after being charged with contempt of court regarding a subpoena from Congress. Bannon headed into the courthouse with these words. This is going to be the misdemeanor from hell for Merrick Garland, Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden. Joe Biden ordered. Merrick Garland to prosecute me from the White House lawn when he got off Marine One. And we're going to do, we're going to go on the offense. We're tired of playing defense. We're going to go on the offense on this and stand by. They, by the way, by the way, by the way, you should understand Nancy Pelosi took, is taking on Donald Trump and Steve Bannon. She ought to ask Hillary Clinton how that turned out for them, okay? We're going on the offense. Democrats in Congress have subpoenaed various cabinet members of the Trump administration in an effort to get more information on Trump regarding the January 6th rally in D.C. where some protesters breached the Capitol building. A South Carolina Republican has offered a new bill that would decriminalize marijuana rather than legalize it. Representative Nancy Mace introduced the legislation as a counter to House Democrats who want to legalize the drug. Mace's bill would release and clear the record of those convicted of nonviolent marijuana-related offenses and also place a 3% tax on marijuana products. The revenue from that tax would be used by law enforcement and veterans' mental health initiatives. Mace's bill would remove marijuana from the Controlled Substances Act and allow states to create their own individual cannabis policy. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. You won't want to miss Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he discusses the power of the public square. Should we let the opposition to conservative values have their way? Nope. Should we allow them to shout unabated and accuse us of things we've never done or stood for? Absolutely not. Is there a time and a place for physical confrontation? Well, as an absolute last resort to preserve life, limb, or property, maybe. 
But there's always time for our words, our position, our concerns to be voiced. And if they won't hear you, then find another route. If they won't listen, then vote them out. And if they won't do their job, then seek to replace them. But do not ever allow yourself to forget that your cause, that group or policy or position that you're voicing for, is represented by you. And that you, in turn, may well be representing others. And you can be right and still be a jerk. It's very possible to be firm, respectful, and knowledgeable and not be a jerk. You can find that podcast on rightsideradio.org.